Hi, I'm Noah Jones, lead producer and co-host of the Brewery Explorers podcast. Today we are celebrating Black History Month by talking with Ailmatic Artisan Ales in Huber Heights, Ohio. They are just one of three Black-owned breweries in the state of Ohio. In this podcast, we discuss their involvement with the community, how they help support other Black-owned breweries, and how they try to bring people into their brewery. It's a fascinating conversation, and I'm really excited for you to hear it. Before we start the show, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show on YouTube or however you are listening to our podcast. A review and a rating go a long way as well, and we'd love to hear from you. One, two, three, go! Welcome back to the Brewery Explorers Podcast. I'm with my buddies, Eric and Noah. How are we doing today? Hey, Blake. I'm doing well. How are you doing, my friend? Good. Happy to be here on a Sunday. Yes, Sunday fun days are the best days. Sunday chili day. Yes, lots of chili. So, yeah. Eric, uh, what have you been up to recently? Um, just with this weather, trying to stay warm, explore beer. You, you know? Well... I don't want to brag, but I'm a baker now. I made sourdough uh, hamburger buns yesterday from scratch, and they were maybe worth all of my excitement. They were mm. delicious. Although, Which, I will say, we did not master the rolling of the balls, so they sort of became like sourdough, like submarine sandwiches, mm. but, but still delicious in taste. Welcome to the show, Jared. Thank you. And Mike. Thank you. Glad to be here. So, how did you guys get into craft? So, <clears throat> go for it. First, I will say I too uh, maintain a sourdough starter. Amazing! So, oh, we'll have I, to share secrets. Yes, yeah, so I understand your pain in dough shaping. Yes. <laughs> Thank yes. you so much for understanding. <laughs> but now you um, know why he's the brewer because he has to have a sourdough starter. Out. Right. It's, yes. It's all. It's yeast. all fermentation. Yeah. Um, so we got into craft, um, just by going to a craft beer bar really outside of a job Mike and I had back in college days at Sears selling TVs, yeah. vacuums, and that stuff. Um, TVs and yeah. Uh, but there's a bar behind, uh, the store that had probably 30, 40 taps or so. And so, um, it's kind of the first place we probably got to really experiment with different types of beer styles of beer and all that stuff yeah i think every wednesday was like it's been a while now four or five dollar beer i mean it's cheap they're running a special so you try everything because it's cheap oh, it was like two dollar tuesdays they're two it was something ridiculous for, like, yeah it was something for ridiculous. Beer. yeah wow. i mean because craft beer wasn't like popular back then they yeah. just had a lot of beer on tap so yeah. where is this at Man, what was the name? Was it's that? called uh, Fox and Hound. It was Fox and Hound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. man, Whew. memories. Where is, this, <laughs> where is it located? It was, um, it was in uh, Beaver Creek behind okay. the Fairfield Mall. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. He's right on it. I. It's like he's telling our life story. So then, when did you guys decide to uh, open up this one? Oh gosh, uh, I can tell you the exact year it was 2014. My wife and I went to a brewery uh, on New Year's Eve in 2013 and she's like this is the first time she had been in a brewery and she's like you could do this i'm like okay is that permission is that permission <laughs> yeah. yeah so then you need permission it was it was the next week i called it was like okay everything's the groundwork set up 
Yeah, it it might have been early 2014. I don't remember exactly, but it was. I yeah. I mean, time starts to smash in on itself over time. So, but yeah, I remember you telling me that. So that did happen, but mm-hmm. you know, but it could have been just him. You know, I'm glad I'm part of the ride. Right. I mean, you know, so to speak. Anyway. I mean, uh, I find it interesting with like 2014 that that's always a major year for Ohio breweries. Like, yeah. That's when one of the biggest explosions started happening. So, mm-hmm. so what do you mean you guys choose this location here? This location happened for lots of reasons, but the main reason it was just serendipitous. Um, we ended up meeting the landlord here um worked really well together he was very open with us about you know what could happen here and uh, what we would need and we obviously had a budget that we needed to follow so everything just kind of honestly fell in place um we looked at a lot of places before we settled in here and um this ended up being the best starting point for us um and like i said logistically financially everything and like i said we're blessed to be able to actually work with the person that we're paying rent to not just them looking at us as a paycheck, so it's nice. So being in this, you know, Huber Heights, North Dayton suburb, how does your brewery engage with the community? We try as often as we can to do anything community related. Um, there's a lot of people in this in the in the current community that do events, um, and we we will, if we're ever asked to be part of it, we definitely try to. If it if it makes sense, we can do it. There's obviously some some limitations with alcohol having the coffee shop side actually gives us a little more opportunity to engage the community so we're a little we're really excited about what that could bring um but yeah we definitely do we so i mean i could i'll give you a friend and an example uh huber has a um an event they call hopping in the heights it's basically trick-or-treating but for easter and uh we will have uh the optimist club will be sitting out front handing out candy uh, on that day in april so, I mean, that's just a way of, that's an easy way to give back. We give them a place to be. We get, to, you know, the kids get to get out and do something fun. So, I mean, whether it's that or them saying, hey, we need a place to host an event, we're always open to it. Yeah. yeah and you guys are part of the Dayton Ale Trail too. Correct. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so, like, I, one thing we just um, noticed, mm-hmm. um, Noah sent us a text the other day. He's like, look what I got, and it's all black everything because he lives in walking distance. Oh, nice! Esoteric. We were there last night. So, can you guys talk a little bit about this collaboration, what yeah. it means, and all that? Yeah, so this is the second year mm-hmm. that we've uh, done this um, with Esoteric, um, and you know, it's imperial stout with uh, coffee in it, and so um, coffee came from um, Pettybone, which is the primary roaster we use here for our coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will probably, uh, barrel age some of this this year too. And, uh, um, the plan, put some, some out in a barrel at a later date. Um, but you know, we, uh, met the guys from esoteric the night that they had like their industry opening and, um, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, doing a collab at that time, but in the brewery world, a lot of times you just, you know, you meet another brewery, you're just like, we should collab. And, you know, so mm-hmm. then it's like, okay. And then, you know, with some people, every time you see them, yeah, we got to get that scheduled. We got to get that scheduled. <laughs> I mean, schedules are rough, you it know, is. like, yeah. It is. And so last year, um, 
they, um, you know, they called us up and, you know, we got the day locked down and, um, you know, it really went off really well, um, you know, last year. And so we decided that it's something we want to continue to do, you know, every year build upon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun, it's a fun beer to make. And again, working with them is great. I mean, collabs are great in general, but it's even better when you definitely get along with the people you're working with. For sure. And you've got a common common goal, so, you know. When it comes to collaboration, how does that work? Is it like only like, just like, what does that mean exactly? Like, is it equal part 50-50? Each brewery does a little bit of everything or is it just sort of like, like, tell us exactly what that means. It it does differ a little bit based off of breweries. So in a way, mm-hmm. like every collaboration is different. Yep. Um, you know, in some instances, it's just, you know, the brewers talking to each other and just, you know, kind of, you know, shooting ideas out and kind of coming to the idea of a beer together. And then with some larger breweries, it's kind of starts with the marketing department because, yeah. you know, they're thinking about, you know, labels and names and all this stuff and what we can sell before we even get to, like, coming up with recipes and stuff like that. Um, you know, but the, um, for the most part, I mean, it's typically you know, um, one brewery is the one physically brewing the beer, but the recipe and the concept and everything is kind of, um, you know, shared in development there. Yeah. I'd say that's where most of the quote unquote collab part comes from. It's all the background stuff. Cause yeah, clearly it's ho- the host is doing the work essentially. I mean, we're there to help, but when you're not the host, you're the collaborating brewery, you're the one that's there. It's a, nice little day off usually and you you know you get to lift they usually make you do the all the grain lifting so and once that's over you're drinking beer so but yeah so we we enjoy them because it's nice to um it's nice to see how other people work and be able to just talk about ideas in general not not just the beer but we can talk about well what's working for you and how'd you do this and oh we didn't think of that you know and We've been able to, especially with some of the people that we've done collabs with on a yearly basis, we've been able to learn from each other. And uh, I think that's the that's the best part about collabs, is like the people get to know them and then let's say just learn from each other. And I mean, Noah lives, you know, in literal walking dis- uh, distance of esoteric. Look at you, Walnut Hills. And, I know, yeah. I'm a really cool person. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I know like, one thing he's he's told us is like they're big on inclusivity, yeah, um, community involvement, <clears throat> and also I I heard from Blake you guys do like a tap takeover on Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Can you talk more about like the importance of that for you guys? Sure. You yeah, me? so the um, <clears throat> tap takeover um, is be the third year this if, year. If, if we do it this year, it'll be year three. Yes. Um, so you know we will. Go and find kegs from uh, other black-owned uh, breweries or breweries where there's uh, black people in production staff or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and bring those in. And it's just a cool way to kind of highlight uh, the industry. Um, you know, because it's not a ton of diversity in the industry; it's growing. But um, you know, in the I think in Ohio now there's three. There's only three of us now. Black-owned breweries, yep. And so um, the um, and so. It's a good you know opportunity to just get to work with those guys. Um, it, oh, yeah. We've met a lot of people through uh, what's called Barrel and Flow, which is a festival out in Pittsburgh, um, which is brings in black brewers from all over, all over the country. Uh, to um, they've been ranked like best festival in the country 
uh, several years in a row. By uh, um, USA Today? Yeah, from USA Today. But what is that? Uh, it's in August um, every year, and you know, you you'll have yeah. breweries from California, Texas, you know, Georgia, you so, know, everywhere. It's, it's been a uh, it's been a good experience for us to get to meet yep. people. And then the other thing is they always do uh, collabs, um, and a lot of larger breweries uh, participate in that too. And so you'll get a small brewery who gets to do a collab with like a Revolution, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, Trilliums. Uh, participated. Jay Wakefield's participated. Mm-hmm. Second shift. Uh, <laughs> we worked with. Yeah. And so the, um, so it's really, I think, just a great way, you know, to network, but also to, mm-hmm. you know, help increase, you know, diversity by, you know, helping people make contact and stuff like that. Because like in any industry, it's who you know, you know, and so Absolutely. the more relationships and connections you can make, you know. Yeah. One of the, one of the, one of the, one of the up and coming breweries we met out there years ago, they're, uh, they're doing an in residency program with um, Creature Comforts. with Creature Comforts right now. You know, they don't have their own physical location, but they're brewing beer with them. They're learning. I mean, it's a you know, they're taking advantage of the experience that they're getting. But it was because of doing all that that they were able to you know make that happen. So it's it's a really neat thing. One of the things that we spoke. Our very first episode was of Warped Wing, and we were talking with John during one of our interviews, and he told us that um, he notices that a lot of the people look like him and us, white people with beards, typically. <laughs> who, uh, and at any rate, and, and so one of the things that I was sort of thinking, like you too, Mike, don't worry. I, was I know. <laughs> um, I look way different, man. One, <laughs> one of the things that I was sort of wondering about i guess is that since you were a black owned brewery do you typically attract more people than warped wing that look like you is there like i mean i i I don't really know how to like imagine that happened but would you feel like that you're helping introduce a new type of beer drinker to craft beer i think so i mean i think that we've always had one of the most diverse crowds in our tap room um and 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 really through no intentional sure. you know marketing or anything specifically you know to make that happen um and so yeah i think that you know mm-hmm. it's just one of those things of um you know mirroring so um you know there's been I mean, early on after we opened um there was, you know, articles in the local news and stuff like that about us. And so I think it probably gave a lot of people like, uh, you know, like I should go, you know, check them out. And Huber as a city is a pretty diverse city, too, compared to um, the other, Dane area. It suburbs, might be yeah. one of the most diverse suburbs in the area, too. Yeah. And so and that definitely helps, too. Okay. Yeah. Cool. In a down year, in a down year for, for selling beer nationally, do you feel like you guys have found a little bit more success perhaps in that you're getting more than the average white guy coming in for beer because you're getting different, I mean, groups of people, I suppose, coming in to drink. I don't know. Um, I I mean, I think it would be hard to quantify. Sure. Um, You know, and, you know, we've, we've gone through a lot of changes in the last year because in, uh, Mm -hmm. we opened, uh, the coffee shop. We didn't have food last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, in 2022, we didn't have food. We opened right. the kitchen in March of 2023. Mm-hmm. And so, 
you know, for us, I think all of our data is just kind of skewed right now because okay. we're trying to figure out what the new normal is. Yeah. Um, yeah and so, sure. you know, we've got a lot of people who have come in to get coffee who walked into the tavern and were like, I never knew this was here. New, yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. and so it's, you know, different crowds, you know, from different sources, but then, you know, they still end up becoming one of a kind of a blended customer base. Mm -hmm. And so it's yeah. hard to say specifically, like, yeah. where traffic comes from you know as a whole i 100 percent agree with it um yeah because yeah it it is very well blended and and he's and he's right with just how everything has been changing for us so fast um yeah it'd be really hard to, to i i want to say i want to tell you yeah that's what's happening <laughs> but i have no idea sure. um but yeah i mean we're all kind of experiencing overall some of the same things um i'm hoping that we are still in the game because we you know have been enhancing what we've been doing so um but yeah time will tell for sure okay. and is that one of the reasons like we had plan b was hey we could coffee people in here and oh there's a bar or is that <laughs> i mean i mean i think we opened we opened this to have a kitchen you know to be to be quite honest it was you know we need food like food is the thing you see you know you guys have been around all the breweries are going that way there's a reason you know, we're like, we need to do this. This opportunity happened. We did that. The coffee shop was like, hey, we have this space. Let's let's utilize it, right? Mm -hmm. Well, throughout our, and since March, we've evolved from a coffee shop with food to a restaurant with coffee shop. <laughs> I mean, I'm being honest. That's, that's what we are now. Um, and the rest, you know, the restaurant part serves not only the B side, but it serves Elmatic. So, um, and that's why we now, if you look at our menu, I mean, it's, we have breakfast every day, nice. you know, nice. where we started out with just pastries and coffee. Yeah. Well, again, this is, shows you how the, what the importance of food is. We, we love our beer. We love our coffee. We love our, you know, all our drinks, but people got to eat, man. People love food. Which I can advise on Wednesdays, their burger deal is awesome. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And then today you guys had the chili cook-off. Yeah, today was a was a I mean, I I, I say a waffle day. We're not doing chili cook-offs every Sunday. Yeah, but yeah, we uh, we did the chili cook-off. It went really well, and uh, I think we'll look at doing some more fun things like this. Maybe maybe the mac and cheese, right? Oh, mac yes. and cheese cook-off. Yeah, we'll get <laughs> everybody pasted up in here. Yeah, we'll can be we, back. Can we do another po podcast? Uh, <laughs> mac and cheese, man. Yeah, sure. I mean, again, like people people who entered had had a lot of fun. Uh, that was my concern. Everybody, everybody, yeah, everybody stayed and had a good time. And um, the voting was super tight too. So that made it even better. That means there is a lot of good chili here and not, you know, <laughs> one good chili. So, yeah, you know, yeah. And your Oktoberfest was fun. The best past October. Oktoberfest event, yeah. I mean, and, and, and that's the thing. We're going to continue to try to do fun events. And, and we want people to, you know, want to come out no matter what. But we can give you something to enjoy while you're here besides your beer, that's that's a bonus. You think that's one of the how some breweries are struggling, that some of them don't try to adapt and have some fun events. They try to stay status quo, and they figure out why we can't get people in, but you have places like you and other places say, let's have events to try to bring people in the door. Because oh, yeah. obviously, so, so for some people, beer is just not enough nowadays. Yeah, and, you know, the there's so much beer out there. And, you know, it's, I, I think it's no different than, like, a lot of, like, um, the things that, like, NFL is, like, experience where, you know, a lot of times they have trouble selling tickets because the experience on TV is so good, you know? So, like, 
going to a bottle shop or, you know, craft beer place and getting beer, taking it home and drinking, it's not a bad experience, you know? And so um, you're competing to get people out of the house, especially this time of year, it's cold outside and, you know, it's just more comfortable just being at home. So I think that, you know, the getting, creating more, you know, we kind of call it programming, but just creating more like programming within the tap room uh, to get people out, you know, seems to be, the trick you know so whether it's you know trivia uh you know we do music bingo um and um things like that to try to like just pull more people out and uh, then stuff like this chili cook off and whatnot um well i'll tell you what i walked in it's cold outside it's cold and rainy my two least favorite <laughs> weather yes. conditions not cold and snowing and i I mean, at least it's pretty. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, With enough. rain, it's just wet, and your socks and shoes get damp. It's just not fun. Yes. But walking into a bar that has chili made up for it immediately. <laughs> Instantly warmed up your soul. Yes. Like, oh, yes. And more importantly, I had no idea that's what I was walking into, so right. I was very happy. Yeah, Especially when you handed me the ticket to vote. <laughs> I sure I did. I was like, hey, you guys know some chili. But I definitely forgot to tell Blake, hey, there's going to be chili today. <laughs> Well, so normally we uh, have a flight of beer in front of us, and the only reason why we didn't do that today was because we thought it would be fun for us all to get different beers and talk about them. Right. So if we don't, if we can sort of shift our conversation from conversation to conversation about beers, Blake, what are you drinking? I think it's Danny California. I was getting ready to say, are you drinking Conversations in the Dark? No, that would have been no. a great segue. <laughs> oh. no, I, no. Well, tell us about that, and then we'll talk about Danny California. Uh, I always get Conversations in the Dark, I and I saw something new. I, uh, I just saw Dark Beers, I'm like, that was, oh, man, this guy knew what he was doing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's my secret. I rarely know what I'm doing. <laughs> that's my secret. No, we can talk about what you have. We can yeah. totally talk about Danny. So, yeah. Oh, I mean, I'll let Jared talk. He's the brewer. I mean, I have my interpretations of that beer because working behind the bar, I have to tell people what it tastes like. But, you know, this was Jared's concept. He made it, so I'll let him start anyway. So, um, uh, Danny is a, uh Imperial Mexican hot chocolate stout. Ooh. Uh, and so Sounds um, good. Yeah. that one is brewed with ancho, guajillo, and habanero peppers. Uh, cocoa powder, cocoa nibs, um, and cinnamon. a cinnamon and a uh, little vanilla. I can tell you, whether you agree with me or not, the first batch you made was my favorite, but only because I'm in the very, very minority because I like heat. Oh, it was very hot. I like the spice. Yeah. The first one was hotter. Since then, I think we've dialed it where it needs to be to where it fits a lot of, you know, he likes heat. I like balance. It's big. Yes, it, 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 it's true. It is much more balanced. And people who see Mexican hot chocolate style and they're scared that it's going to burn, like be hot heat wise. Right. Uh, have been able to enjoy it because it doesn't it like really burn down your throat. So I, again, I wanted that. I was like, oh, dude, let's make a pepper style. It tastes, hot. it tastes like winter, right? It tastes like winter. It's, yeah. it's very, it's, it's delicious. I wish that I had ordered it. Not that I don't love what I got, but it's it's amazing. And the fact that you, like, I think, I mean, personally, I think people who create things are just, like, genuinely, like, really cool. But when they taste things, or when they create things that are, like, amazing like that, I get really, really excited. Like, yeah. what, what I come to know from these guys is that when I see a style, I know I know you guys make every, a lot of other things good, but your stouts are what I really go for. And so does my dad. Yeah. But, That's good. 
Jared, are you a stout guy? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's always stout season. That's yeah. how, yes, that's, we how, are, that's how Blake is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. True story. We are one of the few places that you can pretty much get a stout in the summer. Yeah. A lot yeah. of places will back off of them. We're like, nah, we'll release that. Do that. Not in Hooper Heights. No. <laughs> European. Very European. Yeah, very, very European. Yeah, I mean, put it out because, like, there are people, like, like, you're so like, like, just like yourself, Blake, that will come here and be like, I know it's July, but I still want a stout. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. we may not have 10 on. No. But no. we'll have something on. Generally, now the I'm drinking the black IPA, there and this are. is this is the <laughs> this is the beer that Blake has raved about more than any. It's the beer his family from St. Louis will come in. They're like, we need to have this one. Yes, um, so that is probably the only recipe that we brew that started uh, as a homebrew recipe um, for me. And uh, it's evolved a little bit over time. Um, Black IPA is always one of my favorite styles. Uh, You know, they were popular for a minute and then they just kind of disappeared. And, um, but they're starting to kind of make a resurgence. But one thing like I always notice about them is that there's usually a, like either like it's too roasty or too hoppy. And so we've kind of tried to go like right down the middle to where there's kind of this blend where there's a nice balance top character, but it's also like, you know, decidedly, you know, a roasty beer too. And um, so it's a little bit softer on the palate than like a lot of like black IPAs that you, mm-hmm. you know, see out there. Yeah. So. Now you said you started, this is like when the ones you were making before you even opened the brewery home brewing. Right. Okay. What have you learned that you've been like, oh, I should probably maybe tweak this or has it been perfect from the get go? Um, that beer specifically? Sure. Just... <laughs> let's, start, let's, let's start with I mean, this beer specifically. And then, and then, yeah, then I guess in general. So, I mean, so with that beer specifically, um, you know, I think that it really probably started like the the way I was describing a lot of the ones you see on the market. One way. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like, give me like the West Coast, old school West Coast beer, but then also give me like a Baltic Porter and just like mash them together and sometimes they'll like kind of compete against each other yeah and so the um so really it was more about like figuring out the balance of like softening things out and kind of simplifying things and really i think that that's the approach that uh i've adapted more so like getting into professional brewing from homebrewing is that homebrewers do a lot of like something you just don't need to do it's just (laughs) extra (laughs) you know yeah so you know the simplicity you know is is one of those things that a lot of times like that's really where the flavors you want to shine through come from because you get everything else out of the way i mean how i will tell you um i mean it's hard to pick a favorite kid right but (laughs) it's probably the beer i'm most proud of okay like um i and 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 that's a lot coming for me because I love coffee beers and Jared makes a hell of a coffee stout, and so for me, like I said, yeah, it's probably the beer I'm most proud of. Like if we were gonna showcase a single beer somewhere, that's generally the beer I'm like, hey, we have it, let's take it, because it, it always does well at beer fest because we're usually probably the only one with the black IPA. Yeah, um, and you know, again, people do like them, but yeah, they've fluctuated in popularity over the last 10 years so mm-hmm. so yeah it's my favorite beer i'm glad you chose that my friend that's good oh. i think i said that you're like oh, that I said, yeah good. he it's all this guy he's so like, you're more proud of that than your cereal beer 
I'm kidding. Uh, I mean, we've actually never even made a cereal, but those are just the, like the the yeah the, like we like we did an event with cereal beer where we you know infused our porter with some cereals, but like we've never actually been like hey. We're gonna put all the cereal in all the beer. <laughs> like, it was um, so much fun, though. But I mean, yeah, it's a fun thing, and uh, there's a shot we might do that again. So, you can make like a a, a Trex flavored like milkshake here. Oh gosh, <laughs> might need cereal milk to do that. I don't know. Well, I think that's something to make it doable. It's between that and the the Oreo stout you do. All right, the Oreo porter. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh, people seem to really like Oreos, man. Oreos and beer. Well, told us that that Ohioans love sweet beer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. And as as a sour fan or sour stan, as the children would say, yes. I completely yes. agree. Yes. The uh, I don't know. Do they still say that? They, yeah, they do. Oh, phew. They still call people stan? Is that a thing? I say that as a thirty-year-old. <laughs> okay, cool. Me too. <laughs> Thank you, man. We'll forever have stand. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of which, I'm drinking the, oh, is it called the Wild Thing? Wild Thoughts. Wild, wild Thoughts. Wild so Thoughts. It's, still and red beer, so I knew it's really, really good. I am a huge sour fan, and I think this is really, really good. And that one is a uh, cranberry sour. And um, it's probably like, again, with like simplicity, it's probably one of our simpler uh, sours. Uh, a lot of them um, have more, uh, like multiple fruits or other spices and things like that in there. Uh, this is just cranberry and hibiscus. Okay. And uh, but it just makes for like really refreshing. You know, not too tart. Um, we tend to shy away from going too aggressive with sourness. You know, because we want things to be approachable. Right. Um, you know, we find a lot of people who don't drink beer like our sours. Yeah. So. Um, it's true. Maybe I maybe I shouldn't be on this podcast. <laughs> no, no, you're good. <laughs> no, you've come a long way. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> well, you want it to be approachable yeah. though, because exactly. you know the you know when we started drinking craft beer, like our go-to is cherry wheat, mm. and so right. the same Adams cherry. Yeah, wheat. Oh, that, yeah, that was my first like. Yeah, man, you and were, so you were just right. as weird as we are. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you know the. The thought that you know you'd start there and then where i mean i don't really think that there's a style of beer that i don't enjoy now um but you know at the time that was the sugary and sweet it was the only beer that i thought that tasted yeah. any good yeah that's it <laughs> I was like, sorry, Jim, we love you. If you hear this podcast, but uh, if I smell it now, I hate it. Chase it now, it's like drinking Robitussin. <laughs> right. Uh, but it's, uh, but yeah, no, we were, I mean, we, again, we'd go Fox and Hound, and they had it almost back to back in those joints for 23 bucks. That's <laughs> what it was. Yeah. So, um, so when your people are hearing this, we're at a week of your five year anniversary. So, what are you guys most proud of? And, do you have any special beers coming out for it? We do have some. Uh, well, we, we do have some things coming out. Jerry's been working his tail off in there to bring you guys all some really cool beer for this for, for number five. Uh, you will clearly see all black everything come back. Um, we have our our yearly collab with our friends at Nocterra because we celebrate a birthday with them. This year we changed it up a lot. We are putting on a mixed four pack of two different stouts with them nice uh one is called more music and one's called more outdoors so they they're we they're gonna be really interesting and fun beer so i think you'll like them especially your stout guys so yes. 
Um, we've got some things we have been kind of hush hush on, but we'll go ahead and tell you because you know we're in this room, it's fine. Um, <laughs> um, our cream ale is going to come out as a coffee cream ale. Oh, yes. We're going to put that out. Uh, Jared finally granted my uh, wish. Thank you. Jeannie Jared, <laughs> I I I'm I look again. I love coffee beers and hundred uh, percent feel like my faith in him is uh, very high. I feel like he could blow out of the water. So I kept yeah. home to do it. He's like, yeah, oh, maybe, maybe. A cream ale and coffee beer is like a marriage in heaven for me. Uh, yeah, because yeah. it's light and you yeah. get the it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, so we got that coming out. Um, I know I'm blanking out. So we have another sour beer coming out called Crush on You. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That and four love stones. I was say we my mom will love that. So yeah, we make a beer. So I don't know how much you got. I know Blake knows, but we make a beer called Love Stone, and it's uh, different variations all the time. Just this time, for the first time, we're gonna put uh, four. Is it four different versions out? Yep. And if our pumpkin one is still on, we'll have five. Hmm. So unless he gets drank up this week, um, I feel like I'm forgetting something. Uh, the big balloons. The big balloons, <laughs> which is a. Milkshake IPA we did every year for anniversary. Um, uh, so it's strawberry and white peach. Yeah, it's uh, a. There is a rum oak uh, aged Danny that'll go on tap. Yep. So there's some of the little things that I'm forgetting about. I think uh, I think all twenty of our taps will be full. Wow. Well, yeah, they should be. So there might be a surprise. We might have forgot something. <laughs> we'll find out. So yeah, the only way to find out is by comments. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. we'll figure it out. So, so what, what are you guys most proud of oh, yeah. for being open for five years? I mean, that's not an easy task, especially in today's climate. Yeah. With the pandemic and everything. You know, I think that uh, it's you know, I guess Brazilians more than anything. You know, the um, we were open exactly one year um, when uh, COVID happened and all the tap rooms got shut down and stuff. And so we, we didn't have uh, any real capacity to like sell beer online or anything like that at the time. So we had to like scramble and get that going. We had crowlers um, that we had luckily started in like November the year before, uh, but we didn't have any kind of like, you know, 16 or 12 ounce canning, you know, stuff there. And so we had a lot of 12 hour days Canning beer by hand, and <laughs> yeah, and just try to like pivot and figure out, you know, like what was work with in any way to get you know beer out the door, um, you know, and so the uh, you know, but we made it through there, you know, and then you know we've always tried to continue to uh, you know innovate, you know, with beers and whatnot, you know, because to an extent, like craft beer, craft beer, everybody's making the same styles, uh, but always to have like your own unique twist on it to where you know your brewery stands out you know you're not just another brewery uh so just another ipa yeah yeah and um and so yeah i mean i think the uh you know we were able to um you know kind of double the size of the place and have the kitchen the coffee shop and so you know things are going in the right direction and you know the you always have businesses well spell in the first year that they don't fill in the first year they'll fill in the second or third <laughs> and so yeah so well yeah. five's a big milestone too yeah. To, yeah. to so we're very blessed, you know. And yeah, I was gonna say we made we waited five years, so that's that's what makes me happy, and uh, I'm looking forward to five plus more, or whatever. But yeah, we're very blessed, and 
to be fair, we're lucky to have a lot of people in our corner. I mean, people like yourselves, um, all the amazing people that come into our taproom every day, and you know, our families and friends. Um, honestly, like I tell people all the time, like they're like, thank you, like they, they like I'm serving to be real thing. I'm like, no, no, thank you, like for real, like without you guys coming or wanting to even be a, do the podcast, without you guys, we don't exist. So I literally thank everybody who comes in the door because I mean, you give us the ability to do something we love to do. So like uh, I think Eric and and I came to your soft opening in our first days. We were already up to like yeah, it was like cream ale was what the original was. I mean, the only one that's still being made <laughs> from back then. Yeah, yeah. The uh, it's it's funny because the uh, we still get people who will bring up beers from like the you know first few months mm -hmm. and. You know, you're gonna make that again? Like, I was like, do you really remember that beer? Like, <laughs> I don't want to suppress. It's, I mean, I'm glad they liked it. Yeah. We didn't remake it for a reason, but I'm glad that they liked it. Um, yeah. a matter of fact, somebody asked me today, man, when you can make that one sour again, you guys are like, you made it a long time ago. I'm, I'm talking to talk to him, like, what, what do you mean? What do you, he's like, oh, it was like really early. It's like the, maybe like the first one, it was red. I was like, oh, everything. He's like, yeah, you can make that again. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, point. I mean, honestly, I think that beer did really well, but it was definitely the first hour Jared ever put through here. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, people like it. So yeah, and, you know, sometimes the uh, you know, as a as a creative, you know, you're always questioning and yeah. second guessing and like wanting to tweak and improve. Like, there's times where you have to find that balance of like, okay, just leave it alone. <laughs> you know, because that can be so hard to get. Yes, because like no matter what, I'm it's like that you'll find something where you're <laughs> like, it could be better. Yeah, right. Well, we really enjoyed having you guys on, and we truly appreciate everything you guys do. Like, me. Yeah. yeah, but I know like Blake living in Troy, East Side of Troy. He always said like. This is my neighborhood brewery. This is and yeah, it, it, it continues to be. Yeah. Thank you. And that's really what we want to be, you know, is uh your neighborhood. We don't have giant plans of world domination or, you know, you know, destroying yeah. all across the world. Strokes you know, loud. Yeah, like you know, we like we like, you know, being a, you know, community hub, you know, where people can come in and have a good time, you know, and um, you know, and meet new people. Like some yeah. of the part, seeing people come in at the bar by themselves and end up making friends with the other person across the bar like yeah well now we're friends now yeah they, we got a lot of here. customers who met here and come here to hang out with each other and so you know it's just you know like one big happy family <laughs> i was gonna say we, i was gonna say we've had plenty of babies here but we know no babies have been had here. <laughs> <laughs> there's been plenty of people who had babies since they've been here and bring them in and have a good time and yeah yeah and my cousin's baby was like maybe a month old and his, it's like we're taking it, yeah yeah, it. yeah it was their first brewery oh yeah yeah i got pictures of my youngest who was still like a baby when uh we were in doing the build out and everything and you know she's six now and like man yeah, she walks around like she do whatever she wants she owns a joint we do yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah well great. i get it too spot well thank you all very much no, thank you man seriously you.